Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flowers and Happy New Year to you. Welcome back to the Track Culture Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom, and we are joined by the fluffy Trek Daddy himself. It's Chris Thompson. How are we all and how is 2024 treating us all? My New Year's resolution is to abandon that Trek Daddy thing, by the way. <laughs> you, 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 you can stop that now. It lasted Let for about a day never forget on that wonderful 24 hours where it was your Twitter <laughs> username. Yeah, it was, it was fun, but I think 2024 we can... We could kill that dead. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Hashtag Ask Trek Culture. Let's come up with new nicknames. So get in touch and let us know what you would like us to refer to him as. <laughs> yep. 2024 is the year we kill Trek Daddy. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Out back, I'll get the phaser rifle. Um, but yes, 2024. Like, ah, this is... This is bonkers. It's been because of, obviously, we've got, we had Christmas, we had New Year's and everything. It's been a few weeks since we've had a chance to sit down and kind of catch up and see how everyone is. How is everyone? I mean, I'm I'm really excited for 2024. I know, like, in comparison to 2023, there's, like, perhaps less on the slate. Um, And I think we're going into 2024 with a lot more unsurety about the franchise as a whole. And what's next on the horizon? I mean, sure, we know about the Starfleet Academies and everything, but there's a there's there's a there's a lot of uh, question marks over this year. Yeah, that there is. Um, it's it's kind of funny. We, we've touched on this before. It's that you're you're absolutely right. There is more question marks over 2024 than there was over 2023. But there's still a lot coming up. We have got Prodigy season two. We've got Lower Deck season five. Discovery season five. Um, obviously we're still not 100% on whether or not we'll get Section 31 this year. Um, it just depends. Obviously, it being a movie is the reason I'm still holding out hope that we might get it this year. Uh, if it was a series, I'd say probably not. Um, Starfleet Academy, I think, uh, I'm not sure if someone has said it somewhere, but I think we've all accepted that's 2025. Um, and if we're very, 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 very lucky, we might get like, the first episode of Strange New World Season 3 this year. Um, and that is just if they decide, Mr. Mount, Mr. Peck, Mr. Main, you're not sleeping. No, no, no. You're just going to be filming and we're just going to take all of these cuts and make an episode out of it. Someone dress up as a Gorn. Um, and, you know, it's because the reason I'm bringing it up is because you're right. There is so much uncertainty. And yet I'm not worried about whether we're going to hit our ups and downs quota. We've a lot coming up. I don't think we're going to get... The Section Thirty One film this year, I think, just with with the amount that's coming out, my thinking is that they will probably film this year and then post production towards the end of the year, and then it will come out next year. So you will probably have, um, unless we know more than what I've just said, but I my assumption is that we'll have Section Thirty One next year and um, Academy next year because. Hopefully they're going to give Discovery some breathing room as it's the last series. So we're not going to be like, oh, Discovery's done now, we've got this. Mm. No, I, I, I agree as well. 
you know, because now that thankfully, you know, strikes and everything are over, I want to start to see, you know, the ramp up. I want to see the interview circuits. I want to see, you know, guests coming on podcasts. I, I want to see people pushing this as much as possible because even if we go back to even season four, you know, that's still post-pandemic, but uh, pre-strike. There didn't seem to be an awful lot of, you know, kind of hullabaloo about it. You know, I want to really shine yeah. a light on this because love it or hate it, it's the last year. Let's at least make a big song and dance about it. Um, big positive one. Uh, yeah. So here's my thing for 2024. I criticise where criticises due. I am, I'm, I'm not engaging with the discovery sucks people edgy original should i leave this podcast then no you're okay we Thank like you, you because you have a lovely fluffy face <laughs> um, section 31 though um this is assuming that they put the same amount of time and effort into a long trek as they would do a star trek beyond like mm. this is like i think the closest comparison is a tv movie so i don't so we are talking about one season finale sort of length here, you know. That's uh, uh, yeah. It could be a much more accelerated, like production uh, schedule than what we're thinking. We might be thinking, you know, big budget, but when we should be thinking of last generation uh, yeah, in terms of scale. That's a really good way of looking at it. Um, or even if we go back <laughs> one or two years. You know, think of the dark frontiers of the emissaries of the all good things. You know, they are TV movies that just mm -hmm. because they were part of the regular run. I think sometimes we kind of overlook that. Um, yeah. But like 100 percent. I, 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 I'm this is why I'm up to me. I hear you. I hear you, Tom. I hear you. But my little optimism is because I think because it's a smaller scale, it's a self-contained, presumably two hour event. Hopefully. I think we can turn it around. Um, plus, I suppose I, I, the quicker, I just think it, the quicker I just they think do it, be, the quicker Michelle Yeoh can go and win some more Oscars. Yeah. It, it's just, if, if if two things are in production at the moment, uh, Strange New Worlds and Section 31. Mm -hmm. Section 31, I expect to have like a TV budget. I don't expect it to be like a, you know, big budget triple A film. I don't know yeah. the term, tri box office film. Triple A. Uh, <laughs> yeah, triple A. Um, yeah. I think we, we'd probably get Section 31 before Strange New Worlds is my Oh, opinion. I think so. Yeah, and, and if we're talking about Strange New Worlds potentially being a Christmas release, like your, your end of the year Star Trek, I, I'm quite positive for Section 31. I don't, I don't think it needs to be, like if, you, if, you, if you're doing it specifically for streaming, you know, and we know that the TV uh, budget and looks great as is, mm. I, I, don't, I don't see them. Apart from maybe Michelle Yeoh's expense, true, and as well as, and I know we're we're, we're nearly sick talking about it. the wall. With the wall, there's so many uh, parts of sets you don't need to build anymore. They still, obviously, we, we talked about work. They still build some of the sets. I mean, they're not just standing in a. It's not the prequel trilogy, you know. They're not just standing against a blue screen hoping they can react to something, um, but it will significantly cut down production expense and time as well. Uh, I'm saying this as if I'm standing on set being like, oh, I, here's the update. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very... do it all on the AR wall. The whole thing. The whole, the whole it's thing. just Michelle Yeoh on her own, uh, yeah. standing in front of the wall, being like... Going going through the Guardian portal. That's, that's it. <laughs> just oh, just an hour it. and a half of that. <laughs> oh, and then, you know, anyone asks her a question and she just answers by showing the Oscar. Um, yeah. but uh, which would just be I mean that's what I'm going to if I ever win an Oscar it, you know if the world goes insane and I win an Oscar uh, that's just what I'm going to do be like hi how's it going how are you Oscar winning nice nice to meet you nice to meet you um, do you think like I guess now I'm thinking about it once Discovery finishes they could then be like hey guys Discovery's finished here's Section 31 film like as a post kind of treat because it is you know vaguely related like that, that could work in terms of scheduling, I suppose. If once that's done, then that comes out. Um, it's a nightmare for our planning, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like all, all we've got on paper at the moment is April 
for for discovery. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant like going in, like to to, to 2023 in comparison to 2024. It's like 2023, we had it all mapped out. Like we knew Picard, Strange New Worlds in the summer, like lower decks afterwards in August sort of time. You know, we we had it all we, we knew what we were doing for the for the year as, as yeah. journalists, I think they call us journalists or something. Like yeah. You take that um, back. <laughs> Dumb nerd is the phrase I like to use. I yeah. like that. I like yeah. that. Actually, that's Joe. That's a nice uh, segue, Chris. Because um, since we've done, you're, you're you're a good man. You're a good man. <laughs> since we've done our last kind of sit down, we can now we can confirm that the episode titles for Discovery season Ooh. five are they're out there. Um, okay, cool. And look, so I'm I'm going to fly through them now really quickly. Now, so there's a couple that might. Okay, right. Red Directive. Under the Twin Moons, Janal, Face the Strange, Mirrors, Whistle Speak, Ariga or Arija, Labyrinths, Lagrange Point, Life Itself. So the last episode of Star Trek Discovery is going to be called Life Itself. No Latin names this time. No Latin names this time, unless Ariga is hang on. I'm going yeah. to a swift a swift Google of that. I get a bit sick of that to be honest, you know. Can Star Trek just give up with the Latin? Because it makes my life hard when I have to talk about them in a video. I think the Red Directive is reference to the Red Matter, and I think what it is is the Romulans are going to overthrow the Vulcans on Nivar, and it's called oh, the Red the Directive. Twin Moons. And it's the Twin a... Moons is, is triggering something Romulan in my head. Oh, I really hope the Romulans are involved in this. like Because that, 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 to me, like since they arrived in the, in the 32nd century in Season 3, it's just... Just skipping that whole, like what we were talking about, we would love more exploration of like the post-Nova uh, Romulan society and everything. Sure. But what we love about Discovery is that it's skipped all of that and like they're all together now and unification paid off finally. And yeah, that, that, that's really one of the fascinating stories they've got going on, I think. And I'd love to explore that more. I think as well. Jokes, sure. jokes aside. <laughs> there's there, But there's something really, that I think, uh, I'm going to say gets over, I overlooked when uh, Unification 3 aired, is that even in this, you know, post-burn, we're still putting the Federation back together and everything, they've still got that optimistic look at the future. You know, they still got the sort of, they did it. The Romulans and the Vulcans, they reunified. They did it. You know, they managed to work out their differences. And it's such a Star Trek thing. And I know I, I definitely didn't make a big enough deal of that at the time. Um, but... Uh, I would love to see them, even if it's a, you know, here's kind of how we did it, or if they want to save that for other Star Trek series, uh, who knows? I, but I, I like to think of it as Discovery was the whales. Like they needed that sort of uh, 22nd century optimism just supplanted into the 32nd century. They were the whales, man. They they needed they needed the whales in the 32nd century. Like, yeah, that optimism. You want to take this ship back in time, collect two whales, bring them forward in time, and hope to God they tell this burn what to go do with itself. That's the general gist of it. Well, that's crazy. You got a better idea? Now's the time. Um, I need to watch that film again. It's been too long. He says, quoting it. I was going to say, it sounds to me it hasn't been long enough. Uh, yeah. What about <laughs> uh, second season of Prodigy? What are our thoughts? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Um, have has everyone? I mean, we we we'd all already seen season one of Prodigy. I, of course, we had. Yeah. It's, it's it's the Christmas in my head being like, oh, it's only just dropped. No, it dropped last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> my my Netflix has logged all twenty episodes. Good man. Uh, and likewise, make sure, make sure you you do in the this month. I believe people are saying like, if you want like Netflix to take note um, of like what's popular, get it watched in that first month of release. Oh yeah, yeah. Even if you've seen it and you don't fancy watching it again, put it on in the background, do something else. Yeah, go to bed. Just make yeah. sure you get up like an hour and a half in just to say, yeah, I'm still watching and don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't hassle me again. There you go. <laughs> Are yeah. you still watching? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and turn off the television's eco settings as well. You need that little bird thing from The Simpsons where it just repeatedly clicks the button so your laptop stays on. I love that. I love that as well. Yeah, it's like, this is all your fault. Yes, <laughs> Um, this is what you get, guys, when you listen to the Trek Culture podcast. Yeah, it's it's like our one of our actual conversations. Just this is, yeah. nonsense. This is exactly what it is. And there we go. Wait, what are we talking about? 
which yeah, Prodigy. So season two. What do we know about season two so far? So we know Ooh. Voyager A. Uh, we know the Doctor. Um, and that's pretty much it. Well, we know uh, a, another appearance from a person who isn't Voyager related, who is as big or bigger than the Doctor, right? Yes. Well, I, I heard that as multiple people. I was just going to say, Sean, you've just talked to the Hagemans the other yeah. day, like, and they gave <laughs> you some pretty good nuggets, like nuggets that you know other people in the Trek community were like reporting on. Like, you unearthed That's some true, stuff. Actually, you, yeah, that was you that was, that was nice stuff. to see. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is we are referencing our interview with the Hagemans on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go check that out as well. But really did, good listen. Yeah. Um the there, there there was one thing that they revealed that is potentially sad news for Starship enthusiasts is that Voyager A is going to be the the ship for the season. So why is that sad news? We loved you, Dauntless. But I think Dauntless is going to be chilling out back around uh, Bound Space Dock. Well, we know we'll see them again in the Temporal Wars. So no, this is very true. This is yeah. this is absolutely true. Like where are we? Where are we? It's it's twenty three eighty two eighty three. Um, because this one is two years after Lower Decks, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so we can still easily see see because like I love me a crossover, and so apparently does the fandom. Um, because like easily, I think our best performing video of the year was the those old scientists ups and downs. It, it's it's so much fun to see. It's like oh, people like that episode. Oh, this is good. This pleases me. Yeah, it'd be a, it would be nice to have another one of those, please. <laughs> yes, that would be lovely. Yeah, yes. but um, because all year, in my but... head is like right time zone, time zone, time zone. Grand. There is actually in the clip that was released. There is a reference to the Romulan relief effort. Now, I don't know how if they're going to go anywhere near it in terms of storyline, but at least it's a good, no, no, this is all happening at the same time. That's the, that's another thing that's been our argument about Prodigy for the longest time is like the, the bits of lore that you're missing out on just by dismissing it as a kid show uh, and not going with it. You're, you're, you're missing this amazing Janeway Chakotay setup. Like, yep. it looks like it's going to... It's going to make good on a lot of uh, fans' uh, yeah. wishes and hopes. Like, if you can just ignore Robert Beltran. This, this, this is one thing I've I, I I have a nice running joke with Ellie. So Ellie fell for the JC shipping hard. Yeah, this 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 has been like her revelation. I think of twenty twenty three is how much she is totally on board with the JC shipping. And what makes me smile is that. This show is thirty. Well, the Voyager is thirty years old, and like still now, there's people as passionate about these characters as there was then, which is kind of cool when you think of Star Trek's life cycle. I see a lot of people looking for confirmation that they have, in fact, been a a couple these last thirty years since they got home. So I, I say thirty years. It's been thirty years for us. Sorry, not in you. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Actually, that's good just point. really yeah, old. <laughs> four, <laughs> four years, five years. No, hang on. No, they got back kind of early twenty three seventies. Yeah, the seventies. No, about ten years. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing I like about Prodigy as well, which is worth mentioning, is that I just think, in terms of like narrative and story, it's just done really well. Like the short episodes have a good pacing and are just written in like a concise and and fun way. And a lot of my the things I don't like so much about some of the episodes of Strange New Worlds, like Prodigy doesn't do that at all. Mm. Um, and similar to Lower Decks, but Lower Decks is kind of a whole different kind of thing. Um, so that that's worth watching just for that, just for some nice, good storytelling as well. Um, Were there enough Strange New Worlds in Prodigy for you? Yes, there was. Stupid. Strange New Worlds. Let's let, well. Let, let's wait for that because at the moment I want to talk about Lower Decks. So Lower Decks season five, yep, is coming, and I'm assuming towards the end of the year, similar to we had. Yeah, they've been. Pretty it, it would be great about coming out kind of like every August. Of, yeah, every August. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, it's a bit of a dead month for us. I mean, you're not wrong, uh, but yeah, they've been fairly. Uh, like so last, I've always got my business head on. <laughs> I, I mean, it would be lovely to watch a lovely Star Trek show. Um, 
but yeah, 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 yeah. And we've got we've had some progression with uh, uh, Tillin. Looks like Tillin's going to be a big part of next season. Looks like she's uh, as far as the the onboard Cerritos crew's gone. Looks like she's pretty much taken Tendy's place. Whilst yep. Tendy's, I, I imagine, got a long season up going on. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not as if like we've been screaming out for more Tendy, but like we're going to get some some more Tendy backstory. You know, it's uh, not as like she's not suffered from any sort of a Tegas situation or anything. Tendy, no, no. like, yeah, it's funny. It could, it could be a complete misdirect. Remember when like yo Freeman's been arrested and it's going to be the big thing? Oh no, it all got resolved off screen. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah. It was such a great misdirect. I really enjoyed that. You know, we thought that was we got the uh, confirmed out, return we? of Morgan Bateman. Yeah, I've been um, that one too. This is kind of <laughs> unrelated, but I've been rereading all the Witcher books at the moment, and something they do in that, which always makes me laugh, is unlike what they do in the actual shows and normal shows anyway, the big, huge sort of events that happen that link things together in every new book, they'll go, "Oh yeah, we did that anyway." Let's move on, and they always every book does it, and I just think it's very funny to be like that big thing that is really important where we did it. Just don't worry, guys. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, also Mariner. We've had the Mariner arc, so now we've had some progression, and we understand that a bit more. Um, it that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing how they do that. You know, if the first episode is her going, oh, I'm being classic Mariner again, then I'm switching the show. No, I'm not switching the show off, but I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what they do. Um, yeah. It- it's you definitely joined. want to see some development, don't you? Yeah, it has, yeah. To, it has to be development. This you can't spend a, a, a you know a whole series on it to then ignore it. Mm-hmm. I think if if it's not resolved after the events of season four, you know, which I think you know for for me issues that I had with it, I I think they have quite nicely done that story now. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and it doesn't leave her without a story. It just means, right, we've done that aspect of the character. Um, let's please do something else. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, question for you both. Sometimes, is is Lower Decks helped or hindered by it being a legitimate canon Star Trek show? That it kind of can't go the full Rick and Morty zany that maybe some episodes uh, might suggest it is. I I think that I've told you this theory before, like these are like, you know, retellings of Starfleet logs. They're just done in a sort of more uh, exaggerated way. You know, like we've seen how Mariner and Boimler are in the real world, uh, in Strange New Worlds. That's true, yeah. You know, I, I just think it's just a presentation format. I just think we're seeing like the comedic retelling of their boring ass stories <laughs> like <laughs> j- 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 i think that's how it is like you know i really um, like that i really yeah and also then because that's how what was I, I somewhere along the way i remember someone saying something about like oh you know um what's the thing like oh animate animate that was kieran arise that was quark i mean they yeah. were on ds9 yes it was animated it's not an alternate universe or anything like that so so actually i really like your theory that yeah it's just a retelling you know it's just yeah it's like in twenty years' time, someone's going to be reading the logs of Boimler, but like you know, they've they've added a bit of je ne sais quoi to it, a bit of comedic, you know, like like yeah, like because he's always reading Picard's logs and other people's logs. I guess like you know, these are available to all Starfleet officers to read and study and and what have you. Yeah, so I guess this is just like comedic retellings, like as you would really like, like a Monty Python his. It's he's a fucking, you know, like, yeah. Um, That's fun. It would be good if, like, when they finish the the show, it just cuts to like live action them, and they were like, yeah, that that that's how it happened, <laughs> or something. Yeah, like in. Uh... <laughs> it's really good, and that is exactly how that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll be like, this is the longest debriefing in Starfleet history, <laughs> and that's how I became captain. Wow. She didn't actually <laughs> slice my leg on her bat left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She missed me about this much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, what else do we have this year? So we we have, well, we were talking about Strange New Worlds. We we don't know what's going on with that, do we? Only that, yep. It's it's going ahead. The, um, the, you know, people are scrambling to uh, 
Let me just, in fact, let me get the most up-to-date bit of news on Strange New Worlds that I can. I was going in for the uh, the story there, like how it just like left us in the middle of a battle with our yep. with our to be continued. Uh, filming started December 2023 and is expected to continue until July. That would be late enough in the year that I'd be like, yeah, I think we'd be lucky to get one episode 2024. Um, right. Maybe more. I, I, I am not a film person. But uh, yeah, we need to see what happens. And also, I swear to God, if they open, spoiler, but if they open season three with the death of Patel, I'm out. I love that character. Which one is Patel? (laughs) Is that the 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 one one who got infected with some uh, uh, Gorn babes? Who has had slash has a thing with uh, Pike. I was trying to like not just refer to her. I know, I know that's what you're doing. (laughs) But yes. But yeah. Um, Okay, well, you can tell how much that character meant for me. So I do not care if she dies or not. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, whatever. (laughs) Oh, wow. Like you're just like doubling down on this. Yeah. Uh, We know the relationship's doomed anyway. So yeah, exactly. She could be pushing the wheelchair around. You never know. That's true. Oh, actually, no, hang on. We didn't talk about this before. Maybe that is that, but then he just says, thanks for this, I'm nipping off back to Talos 4. All right, Vina, you're you're good? Mentioning news, maybe it's time to cut to our news segment because we have some news. To the news! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. For over two centuries, you're listening to the Federation News Network. We could talk straight away about the kind of news that came out last week, which is the interview that Patrick Stewart did on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast with Josh Horowitz, where he kind of dropped that little tidbit like, oh, oh, by the way, yeah, there's Picard scripts and everything. Sorry, what? Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing I like more than 11 o'clock Friday night to go, I guess we're working tomorrow then, Sean. I was so, because it was actually, it was really funny, right? Because I was just watching TV or something. And for once I didn't, I wasn't scrolling. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing is like, Chris is ringing. I'm like, just very late for Chris to be ringing or early. Uh, and and so, I, you know, answered the call and he was like, yeah, so I guess we'll do that regarding you. So I was like, cool. What on earth are you talking about? Yeah. Hadn't a bog's notion what you were talking about. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. trying to sound as if I was all up to date and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> you know how times I wake up like the next day and I've just got loads of messages from one of our Trek chats and it's about some news that happened overnight and I'm like, uh, does this involve me somehow? <laughs> Always. It is a bit annoying yeah. being in the UK sometimes when it comes to yeah. Western announcements. <laughs> it can be it can be a bit because like, yeah, as as you say, like you you'll wake up and a whole bunch of news will have happened because end of day Pacific time, something comes up and like, oh, 
Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. They're eight hours behind. Uh, but it's fine. It's all fine. But yeah, okay, sorry. To the point. Right. So we released a, a video there over the weekend because we work hard because we're great. Um, and, you know, Picard movie, if we were kind of positing that it might be something closer to a Section 31, a long trek, as opposed to, a, you know, a big budget, um, like cinematic release. But that then goes right so where does it go with that because i mean i think we'd all agree the end of legacy fairly the end of legacy the end of star trek picard fairly yeah. tied up picard's story yeah that was an it ending that was and for him it, everything it was complete it was complete we'd done the cue goodbye you know the season prior yeah you know we, we put the to rest the borg again you know yeah, the the only thing that was really lingering is that Laris thing for me, guys. Like, yep. yeah, can't let it go. What <laughs> if it's a just... film all about Laris and Picard? Would you like that? Mm. Uh, it, I would. We spent a few like hours the other day, like um, speculating what 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 could you what could it be like? I'd I'd take a I'd take an eight year jump to twenty four oh nine, and. The return of the Nexus. I'll take the Nexus. That could be interesting. One hundred percent. Because the Nexus is this. It's this amazing plot device that it's not like it wasn't used in generations. Sure, but it was very much a MacGuffin. Um, yeah. And yeah. but it's like it's just time travel. You just and you know, kind of like oh, any ship that's flown into has been heavily damaged. Send an escape pod. We know they're fine. You know, yeah. we know they're going to be okay. Once you get into the Nexus, they don't die. We know, because, and it's not even like, oh, some survive, some don't. No, the Enterprise B took an absolute kick to the face. Kirk gets sucked into space and he's grand. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, so this is definitely something that, that needs to be revisited. Uh, and also, I wonder what it would look like now. Because I thought it looked pretty damn good in 1994. Mm. Sure. Um, and yeah. now we've had... A couple of years have gone by. Um, <clears throat> happy 30th birthday, Star Trek Generations. Anyway, yeah, now a few years have gone by. What would it look like with today's AR wall? I mean, technology. I, I think <laughs> I, I'd like to see it um, explored more. Um, but also I'd like to like somehow, with it being like nonlinear, you could probably like learn about its exploitation in a similar sense that the Guardian of Forever was exploited during the Temporal Wars. Um, the Nexus could have been another method of getting from point A to point B in time. Could that be a way of, like, through Picard exploring the Temporal Wars? <laughs> if you look at, right, look, look at the um, the technology that Starfleet now has. So in the 2380s, thanks to Voyager and Prodigy, we know that, you know, you've got engines that can fly bloody fast. So basically the Nexus isn't as far away at any point as it as it once would have been. You know, we've already seen, they did it in stellar cartography, you can plot the course of the Nexus, so presumably nobody's out there blowing up stars. You know, you have a fair idea where it's going to be at what time. You can get to it an awful lot easier, which means if we're going to do something like the Temporal Wars, which we absolutely have to do a series on the Temporal Wars, but anyway, that is a completely and utterly, it's a valid uh, tool for any of the factions to use. Um, they could um, create some sort of shielding for it. For sure. Make it safely navig navigable. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like, understandable, the Enterprise B, you know, it was it was a skeleton of a ship when it encountered it. The Enterprise Ooh. D never encountered it, or at least not in any kind of, fun. you know, it wasn't the Enterprise D encountering it. It was the saucer section left, left behind, you know. So... You're telling me in the hundred or so years they haven't developed shielding that can go up against it, or at least give you a bit longer to, you know, beam someone into it. I, I just, I just don't know if there's much else to give, like any sort of closure to uh, Picard stories apart from a new story, and perhaps there is like one. Oh, the butt there, bugs. There, 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 there is one, and even as I say it, my eye is switching a little bit. But what the hell is Girati doing? Are we, are we just not going to talk about that gateway that's just sitting there in the middle of Federation space? There's a big, massive yeah, Borg ship well. in front of it. Now, oh. on the flip side, we've done the Borg, right? But technically, 
Jurati is not the collective as we know it. No, they were like so, an offshoot or something. Yeah. They? Mm. And that is, I mean, it's literally like, you know, kind of you're, you're sitting on a ship, there's a hole in the ship and water's getting in. We should probably do something about that, right? And that's kind of how I look at the gateway and the guardian at the gate. Do we plug the gate or do we go, right, that's a new, you know, not the Bajoran wormhole, but there you go. There's a new stable transport corridor. That's what it is. It's a transport corridor. Where's it well, going? If, yeah. Yeah. You know, is it, have we just found a shortcut to uh, the Delta Quadrant or the Gamma Quadrant? Um, or is it somewhere else altogether? Is it, you know, is this how the 10C discovered that the Milky Way galaxy exists? So, sorry, well, that, that goes back another... to our point about having it all, like having that sort of cohesive showrunner that you know can talk to all these programs like we talked about it before with t- tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow this is happening at the same time pretty much that adam sung is p- picking up the khan folder yep you know um it wouldn't be great if like tomorrow and tomorrow there was like some sort of like little nod to adam sung in the background in a news report or something you know just to just to bring these franchises more together you know um yeah, you could you could have that. That could that could be what how the Ten C and Discovery learned about uh, the Milky Way galaxy. Well, that's rich in resources. We should probably go and check that out. Who knows? Oh, yeah, so there's there's a couple story in in terms of like outstanding storylines. Um, cool. But yeah, as you said, I mean, like come up with a, come up with a decent new one. The thing I, I I think I said it in the news video, but the thing I'm I would be worried about if like right if you're gonna do a Picard movie. Are you just going to kill him? And if you've done that, well, you did that already. We did that in season one. You know, he's a golem body, yes. you know, like, eh. Yeah, it's he's been killed and we have an ending for him. So why bring him back to end his story again with a death when it doesn't really matter? Precisely. I'm just thinking like, I imagine seeing the trailer and if it looks like there's a big bad that for some reason Picard has to fight, I just, I'm going to feel like, well, why? Why do I need to care about mm-hmm. this? That's yeah. what I'm... So I'm hoping it's something else. Maybe it's another love story with Beverly. Like, for some reason, I just want them to be a romance with Picard. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I would like to explore, even if it's even if it's Beverly, you know, like, good luck getting away from Laris's spies. But, like, I would like that if if it ended up with... Actually, it's Picard and Crusher in the cabin in the woods, uh, designed by what was it? Space hipsters? Is that what was the way they I described hated that it? Line. In- oh yeah, I hated that line. We'll say now. I'm not. I'm not particularly. Penfe was line. like the best episode of season one. Like, I mean, it was made made, made you feel things, man. I loved space it. hipsters. It did. I was very annoyed. At it. it made me feel feelings, and I wasn't ready for that. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, it, it was. But yeah, so let's say if you know that they end up, and that's the end of their story. But there's only so many of those endings that we can go through. I mean, we have the ending of all good things, which, in fairness, was left open ended, which then gave us the movies. So that was that was great. Generations, first contact, insurrection, and nemesis all offered to a certain extent endings without being definitive. I suppose Nemesis is probably the closest to being a definitive ending. I don't. I just feel maybe I should be more excited for this than I am. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of it is to do with, like, it's not really what the fans are asking for, is it? We know what the fans want, and that's Captain Seven. <laughs> like, you know? It is. And it... and and Tom's Strange New Worlds every week. Yeah. Strange New Planets. I just like, want Strange New Worlds. Actual Star Trek in the 25th century. Yeah. You just want a week-to-week show. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and Seven's got her stuff that needs resolved as well. Like uh, Sean pointed out in the, uh, the, 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 the news video the other day, wouldn't it be nice to find out, like, if Larissa's alive or not, you know? Yes. From season one. Like, I'll be honest, she was just getting interesting when they when seven kicked her off that uh platform you know this mm-hmm. whole thing the re- the uh, revelation of the admonition of the fact that magda was her aunt i believe um and like oh okay hang on no this is this is interesting stuff instead of i i still think is to quote adam i think while he was doing the ups and downs you know the romulan cersei twins 
or the Romulan Lannister twins, basically. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. I could I could I could leave that now to the side. I I, I need no more of that content. But what right. I would like to see is Nerissa on her own, because I thought I thought she was. Oh Nerissa, was it? Did I say Nerissa? N- Narissa, yeah, Nerissa and Narek. <laughs> yeah, Narek. I mean Narek was a interesting character why he lasted. Like yeah. I thought, but yeah. There are stories out there, sure. And like, like I said in the news video, I think this is, it's gaining or has gained as much traction as it has is because Patrick Stewart mentioned it. We will be hearing about Picard's scripts and we will hear about Riker's scripts and we will hear about Seven scripts until there's a trailer. Nothing, it's not a thing. But yeah, when you have Patrick Stewart saying, oh, there's a Picard script going around. Hmm, I'm going to listen to that. Like you say, there's probably like a loads, but like th- this has gone through an agent as well. Like this is, you know, there's an option there for it. Mm. Like if you have a, if you have a star attached and excitement from Patrick Stewart, you know, things could be like more likely to be greenlit. Like if you have those sort of guarantees. Um, yeah. Do we know if Patrick Stewart was supposed to mention it or was it a slip up? Yeah. You know, is it just a script that is going around but could lead to nothing? Or is this something that's actually going to happen? Well, in the interview, he said he will be receiving it this week. And that interview was recorded back in November. So right. had he received it when he said he would, he's had a script for about a month and a half now. Okay. Yeah. So people are now going to be asking him about that, I suppose. So it's just waiting till... Yeah, he answers any questions. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain amount of like confirmation done by a Trek movie as well. Uh, they reached out to Josh Horowitz, who uh, runs the Happy Sad Confused podcast, and he confirmed this was recorded back in November. Um, I wouldn't have kept it until now if I was Josh Horowitz. No. Like, I don't- uh, I don't know what sort of NDAs were over that, but that was part of his promotion tour for his memoir. So surely yeah. that wasn't NDA'd or anything. Like, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, I, it's it's funny when you put it that. Like, you know, what was the reasoning behind it only mm-hmm. being released now? Um, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it's because they weren't allowed to announce the movie yet, but now they have because it's all been greenlit and it's it's actually all been filmed. It's dropping next week. Uh, yeah. Breaking news. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so hang on, that means, right, I, I had weekend plans, cancel them, we're doing the ups and downs, that's fine, I can't wait. No, I love it. So it's funny, sometimes it sounds like we give out about it, we really do love our job, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we just also love to moan. So. We do love to moan. That's why there's a downs part of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of, right, so, because uh, I'm, I'm like a desk covered in bits of news. Uh, one quick story that caught our eye just before we started recording was um, Celestis, which is a, is, so, all right, Celestis is a company that is uh, sending the ashes and DNA of over 330 people, including former Star Trek cast and people like Rod Roddenberry, to the moon. That is a thing. In fact, and it's no. as of recording, it's currently in the air. It, it left. Uh, we're we're recording this at midday UK uh, UK Irish time, and it went up at two a.m. Eastern time. Um, so that's five hours behind us. So what are we at now? So it's been in the air for yeah about five hours on its Wait, way so, to the moon. So they're sending ashes and remains. Did you say to yes. the moon? So uh, and and uh, and the DNA, which I presume is blood samples, because uh, Rod Roddenberry who is very much alive and was in the video talking about this, yeah. is on that list as well. Um, so it's not just those who have left us. It's not just Ashes, for example, because I know we talked, Chris, as well before that, you know, like James Doohan's ashes were sent up into space at one point. You know, Gene Roddenberry's ashes have been orbiting the Earth since the early 1990s. Actually, I don't know if they were sent up straight away, but yeah, they have been orbiting the Earth for quite a while now. So it's not just those who are deceased. Well, that's my question, because I understand sending people's ashes to the moon if they're related to their life. Why are we sending people's DNA to the moon? Do we know? What kind of well, DNA I mean, is it? Is it a swab or is it just spit in a veil? It, it, funny enough, it didn't specify. Right. Um, so I am taking that as maybe like a swab. Um, yeah. Right. And it's their COVID test. We're sending up space. 
you think about it, there's an awful lot of DNA in those COVID tests. So you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I did see like other names on the list were uh, DeForest Kelly, for example, and also George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. I do. I I, I confess I do not know how they had access to their DNA. Why are we doing this? I'm just so confused. What the point is? What was it? I know what, there's rumours that in 2024 we're going to find biosignatures on an exoplanet. I didn't realise it was going to be the bloody moon. Yeah. And, and the biosignatures are just us. Yeah. yeah well, guys, we found them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, you know, we pl- you planted that there. No, 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 we found them here. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, that is that is quite funny. But yes, that is that is a thing that is currently happening as in as we are speaking. So um, that's okay. good. Just any kind of space travel is cool. Yeah. That's true. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to finding out the reasoning of what they're doing there. As fascinated as I am about space travel, and like as much as like I loved seeing Shatner's face and everything lit up on the uh, the Blue mm. Origin and that, as much as I love this stuff and like I'm I, I'm I love for all mankind and everything, for all that I love it all, like I I do, I do support the idea of like we got stuff to fix here first, you know. Yeah, there is there was that argument. Um, I'm with that argument, but I always feel guilty for loving this stuff, you know. Um, I, I don't know. But basically, of course, I, I, I agree. I think the thing is we can fix. We just need to focus. We're a very scattered yeah. people. Uh, I, I, I'm just aware that that's millions and millions of dollars being spent on achieving orbit when we've got food banks on every street corner, man, like mm-hmm. in every church in this country. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, I, I I could then go down the route of talking about millionaires and billionaires that are hoarding loads of money for absolutely no reason that could be distributed, but... Houses as well, mate. Houses. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, if this is the podcast for that. No, it's probably podcast. not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, yeah. No, it's, I it's, a, it's a very point. fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, we're, we are talking about space travel and it's this is lavish expense, isn't it? You know, and I can imagine yeah. some listeners really hating the idea of, you know, screwing around with space when we got stuff. Sending up people's DNA for absolutely yeah. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you're one of those people, I, I agree with you. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I think the last thing that we have is this weekend, there is a charity drive. Uh, it's called Trek Talks. It's been going for a couple of years now, uh, spearheaded by the lovely and frankly demented John Billingsley. Um, uh, is anyone who's ever seen him talk at a panel is just like, you really don't know what's going to happen next, which I really like. Um, and it is in in honour of the Hollywood Food Coalition. Um, it will be... Uh, well, I'm just pointing out that hell of a segue there. We we're just talking about food banks and boom. Yeah, that's true. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, 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 well done. So this is a this is a great cause, guys. Uh, the Hollywood Food Coalition. Um, yeah. Well, goes without saying what it does, doesn't it? Sorry. And it's and coalesces it's, food. No, <laughs> it does. It uh, obviously it you know it is a, a charity drive, and it is. I mean, for Trekkies everywhere. Um, I watched. I watched it last year. It's super cool. I mean, it's just it's just panel after panel after panel. Um, the website, nice and easy, trektalks.net. Um, definitely, just just check it out. If you've got any time this coming Saturday, just tune in. It's nice and handy. Um, it's a bit like, it, like all the um, the Star Trek Day panels that we would have seen during lockdown and things like that. Just, you know, at whatever time somebody will jump on. Um, great guest list so far. You know, people like Frakes, uh, Michelle Hurd, uh, our lovely friends, the Hagemans, our lovely friend Terry. We've got he's he's, he's clearly there. Because I love to, Neelix. He's clearly there to announce legacy. We all know that. Come on, damn well, I hope so. <laughs> Come on. But then you've also got um, big voices in you know the STEM community as well. So yeah, great great cause. Check it out. If you don't, I'll be sad. Well, on that good news. Um, should we say goodbye, I suppose? I think so. I think our very structured podcast has now come to an end. Uh, so, yes, we uh, so going into 2024, one of our resolutions is structure these podcasts a little bit better. But also, um, we have so much coming up this year uh, between what we as Trek Culture have yet to announce. We have some super cool interviews that I can't wait to share with you. Uh, we have a lot of new content coming. Um, 
for one one thing I have bought for this content is I have a sparkly jacket now, and I will absolutely not elaborate on why until yeah. until we're ready to uh, drop some surprises on you. Ooh. One day uh, bef- you might see why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the next ups and downs, Sean, should we do like um, finales? I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's put the poll out today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We got we got ourselves a poll. So, all right. Yes. Get voting. And remember, if you want to be heard, if you want to ask anything, hashtag AskTrekCulture on Twitter. Yeah. And we will collect those answers or questions and we will display you across our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I also want to say the structure, I believe, of our podcast represents what is going on in the Trek world at the moment. Hence why this is scattered with various random things, because that's what is going on with Trek, Star Trek at the moment. So whenever so we things, have an episode to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there'll be an episode and news and various thoughts. But at the moment, it's just some stuff, some Star Trek stuff. Get some topics or themes or something. Nah. Hashtag Ask Trek Culture with some suggestions of topics and themes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do Hashtag you want to hear? Culture. What should uh, we talk about? Oh my God, please help her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please do our job for us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. I just want to quickly plug myself before we go. I've been writing a book and I'm talking about it on social media and I can tell you all about it over there so I don't bore you guys over here. But follow me for book-related news. Do it. Do it now. That's it. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. woo It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.